Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever it is that you are on the planet today, and welcome to Living Your Juiciest Life Ever. I'm super excited today, ah, as I am every time I interview someone, that um, I have my second person of the male persuasion on my show, because I am shifting some things. So welcome to Living Your Juiciest Life Ever, where we have juicy conversations with men and women that have gone from a place of either selfless to self-full. They've gone from self-loathing to self-love. They've gone from living in that corporate or box structure that they were in before that they didn't feel truly inspired to living in that place or moving through that space of living from the juicy place of heart, that authentic creative place. So that we can share those conversations with you and inspire you so that you feel you can too. So welcome and welcome to my amazing guest and friend, David Pinio. And we've known each other. I was thinking about this this morning for longer than nine years. I know it's that because I introduced him to my husband and I've known my husband for nine years. <laughs> so... I think it was in and around the, the same space. And we've watched each other and shared each other's journey through this last many years. And uh, so many things have happened and transpired in both of our lives. And I'm so excited for the journey that he's on. As we are traversing the whole space of self-love, both men and women have gone through so much in generations and men have lost their way as well. And so David has stepped into a place where he's really bringing back that divine masculine to the space of the planet, which I think is super, super, super important. He's a proud member of the Mohawk Nation in Ontario, Canada. He has walked the path that has led him through many teachings and life lessons on the journey that he's gathered the tools and medicine to pass on to the global tribe of men. He has committed his life to pass on the teachings of his experience, mentors, and ancestors. He shares his wisdom through the four directions, rite of passage, archetypal communication, uh, communications, mindset, leadership, and relationship teachings. His tools include trauma release techniques, sound healing, breath work, primal and ceremonial practices. David stands to be a guide in empowering men and youth to be the most powerful versions of themselves and creating the life they desire. And David currently lives between Toronto, Canada and Costa Rica. And if you happen to be watching the video, you'll notice that he's somewhere warmer than I am. <laughs> so welcome, David. I'm so honored and grateful to have you here on the show today. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. And I just want to reflect it back on you and acknowledge you for creating this, this space and really been watching and cheering each other on on this journey and on our paths and uh, just seeing you even introduce this space and frame the this conversation that we're going to have that lights me up uh, and just seeing you 
in your light and really shining and, and uh, with that intention to carry this all forward. So uh, I want to start the conversation off with that and acknowledging you and excited to, to dive in and share the space. Thank you so much, David. I'm so excited for the journey that you have been on for the last while and what it is that you're in the space of creating and uh, the work that you're doing is so important. So in that uh, we, as far as the, the, there's so many things that just the introduction brings to mind so many questions. And one of them uh, from the state of, okay, so what is the difference between, you, you use the phrase modern masculinity. And so what is modern masculinity and how do you see historical masculinity and the, the difference between the two of them? Sure. Good opening question. For me, like really looking at like this paradigm and, and framework, I know we were having a conversation prior to this of like really looking at creating a paradigm that's effective inside of what's going on in, in the world right now. And for me, it's like this moder modern masculinity. There's a, a missing inside of it and, and a missing in that, that rite of passage or traditionally what would be that journey from boyhood to manhood. And where was that distinction from boyhood to manhood? And when were we um, taken by an elder or a mentor or someone who we saw as a mature masculine um, to go through that type of process and really have that, that um, knowing inside of us and that new responsibility of moving through that, that boy archetype into that, that man archetype and knowing that we have responsibility and we have something called integrity and we have things called commitments and we have the abilities to create and, and define a purpose and define ourselves as, as a man. So for me, it's bringing that uh, framework back into modern masculinity where it's like, okay, um, yeah, we may have missed this opportunity early in life or in, in adolescence and how can we create that, that new paradigm and that new framework with this modern uh, society? Yeah, like it's been so long that uh, men have had sort of that rite of passage where the father has, in certain cultures, in the Jewish culture, they held on to it so that at the age of 12, there was a, there's a shift where the man, where the, where the father then kind of takes over a certain aspect of the parenting and starts to bring that child into manhood. And so from your background um, and your cultural background, did you experience any of that? Or is that missing piece part of the inspiration that is bringing that forward for you now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for even for me, like being in raised in North America and, and not, um, not having those mentors even with my heritage until later in life and not, not until my mid thirties, it was just not, not something that was alive for me in my life either. And that's what had had my struggles and challenges and shadows and my wounds from adolescence and early life just keep perpetuating through relationships and, and wanting to shift my path and not having confidence in myself and not having that, that clear foundation or even deciding it's like, okay, I am a responsible, a responsible, honorable man. And here's my intention. 
in my life moving forward. It's very reactive when we, when we don't have that. So I, I would say, no, it wasn't present when I was young or in my adolescence. And I've been blessed to, to find those people along my path and along my journey. And also have the awareness that a lot of men have not had that opportunity. Because you look at, yeah, some religions do have some sort of rite of passage, some heritage, um, and leaders inside of different heritage, heritages do have that. But mm -hmm. across like the, the broad global perspective, um, it tends to be a missing and a tradition that, that hasn't been honored. So now it's like, how can we really get awareness out there? How can we uh, work with other um, men's, men's circles, men's groups, and really get the message across and, and work together to, to have this be a, a normal way of practice for the, the next generation of, of youth coming up? I think, uh, so being that really, really powerful space, what came to mind for me was, can you just maybe paint a bit of a picture as to, um, you, you must, when you're working with group, uh, you must have some structure, like how do you uh, bring men from this lack of uh, knowingness, this lack of having, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the experience and support and they're coming and they're looking, right? And they don't know how to communicate. Uh, they, they, they have that same lack of confidence perhaps that you did. And where do they begin? Where do you begin yeah. them on that journey of group? Yeah, for sure. And, and for me, it's creating a safe place, a safe, confidential space for, for men to express. So on, on our side and our contribution, we, we offer a weekly sit down called the fireside sit down for, for men to come in and, and share and be, be vulnerable. And I would say whatever that looks like for any of the, the men or women with men in their life listening is like, just look for, for that opportunity, wherever that is in your community or whether it's online, whatever that looks like, is there a men's group that has integrity and is providing a safe space for, for men to, to show up and, and be their authentic self. And I would say that's, that's the real magic and the spark of like men knowing there is these spaces out there where I don't have to hide behind a, a mask or a persona or an archetype that I've learned from my past um, because I don't feel safe to really express how I'm feeling. Um, I would say that that would be the, the biggest uh, tool of advice is like really doing whatever you can to, to find a safe space and have an authentic conversation from there. There's lots of frameworks that we can work with within to continue the path. But I, I, I really get that, that that's a gap and a missing all over the world is like allowing and creating those spaces for, for men to gather and, and with intention to move through and, and move into their, their most powerful self. Yeah. I think finding, finding leadership in that, like you've created a space. So, <clears throat> excuse me, there's like a covering over this group where you're you've you've created the intention and each week you create that intention and you are vulnerable in your own space to kind of show the way and so if someone was listening to the podcast or you know a woman's a woman is listening to the podcast and thinking about her partner how would one, if they weren't connecting, because I, I want to make sure your information is here so that people can maybe connect with that men's group. Um, but if they, they want to create it in their own space, 
what would that intention be? Because I see this almost like a deer in headlights. You know, what do I do with that? <laughs> what do I do with that? <laughs> yeah, like it, and for me, it's like, again, it's like finding at least one person on this planet where you can fully share authentically. Okay, that's perfect, uh, perfect place to start. And, and I feel that's a, a powerful audit to do. And like, do you have that type of relationship either in your relationship or with a friendship? Um, and if not, is there potential inside of a relationship or a friendship where you can bring that intention to the space? Mm-hmm. And that that's definitely a practice that we have. A, a lot of our men go through is like doing the, an audit of like our kingdom, we call it. Like who's, who's in this um on this journey with me and what is the actual intention in the relationship and can i have a conversation to create a space of safety where we can be be fully authentic and and share with one another what our challenges are what we're going through um what we want to create for our lives and and create a space where we can stand for one another Um, so that could be a beautiful practice to take on in an intimate relationship or inside of a friendship and that could be a great place to to start because the this the trust is there mm-hmm. inside of those relationships. And, and now it's just adding a second layer of intentionality of, of really speaking one's truth and honoring where we're at and in our journey to open up the, the opportunity to evolve and, and grow. Because often we're just kind of caught into a, a pattern inside of our relationships and friendships where the, that intention isn't set. We're just like, okay, well, let's survive with one another and not push each other's edges and stay comfortable. Um, with nothing wrong with that. But if, if, if someone's listening and they're like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling stagnant or things are getting dry or I'm feeling frustrated or stuck, it's like, well, let's, let's actually look at creating some intentionality around the relationships that we do have. So you've created some inspiration in my own heart now. I want to uh, have a conversation with the group of men that are in the 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 community that I'm in now, because so often this is just from the fe- the feminine, the female perspective, that uh, men haven't had that opportunity or that space, and they go into their own internal cave and work out whatever stresses or try and bury them and ignore that. So how have you found it uh, for what it is that you're doing? How difficult is it for men to shift that and to really come to the table and expose themselves? It can be difficult. Like we've, we see that for sure. Um, But the magic of a group, and I love that you say like bringing it to the full group and community of men is creating that, that, that space in a group and whoever's leading that group, the real magic is the, the whoever's guiding and then leading and holding that space is being vulnerable first. Mm-hmm. Just really exposing themselves as, as a leader and be like, yeah, here's what's up. Here's, here's where I'm truly at. And here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what I'm challenged with. Here's what I, what I desire. Here's where I've made missteps. Here's where I'm out of integrity. Here's everything. And then really putting those cards on the table. And that is really that domino effect that allows um, a man who may have never gone through that process or ever thought, or has it a fear of really exposing oneself to, um, to, to do it in layers. It often it's like, okay, it'll, 
it'll sort of start the ball rolling and start the domino effect happening uh, inside of a man by, by seeing others do, do the same. And we, we see that all the time inside of our, our tribal circles and our programs when we do the, the groups and, and retreats. It's like some men pop, sit down and they're ready to rock. They're like, they're, they've been waiting just to, to spill and, and, and put everything into the circle. And then you'll see some men sort of sitting back and observing. Uh, but over time, it's like they'll, they'll see, okay, no one's, uh, no one's died. No one's <laughs> been yeah. shunned or judged yeah. or, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing evil is after this, the, these men here. And it's quite the opposite. There's a the sense of freedom and lightness and uh, availability for everybody in the circle to, to be real and, and, and move together with one another. Wonderful. That really is uh, uh, an amazing opportunity. And what, uh, what, uh, what came to mind too was the way that the world has been and I'm not even, I'm not going to call it evolution because I believe that there have been things that have really uh, been created to push us apart in community period, in generality. So everyone is very split from that. And this is absolute divine timing to bring that community back and for us to truly grow in depth of spirituality and, and as humans in our, our spirits, you know, our spiritual uh, parts of ourselves in the human journey. Um, but we've been so severed, especially, and then this is this, this final pull apart in the last two years, I think has really caused that it's, it's this real desire to connect. Are, are you noticing a shift in the amount of people that are coming to the table? And, and the desire like you said, that, that word desire there, it's like, we've all really been in that experience of like separation and yeah. And through calculated separation, and that's the best way to, to put it. And, and now that awareness is happening and we're, we're really experiencing inside of our groups, that desire to, to be in tribe and to be in community again, and to be, um, physically connected as well too mm -hmm. so that's the, the the strong conversation that comes up like a lot of our containers are online right now but everyone's like hey how do we get together in person how do we have this human connection and 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 really um stand for that uh, I, I think it's a really um powerful and relevant conversation that's on on the top of everybody's um perspective right now it's like how do we recreate that um, and I'm hearing a lot of the same conversation. It's like, let's get in, at least smaller intentional tribes together um, and create that from there and, and, and expand it to at least have that back where it's not this macrocosm of like, we all need to be connected. It's like, well, how do we bring that to our micro communities and create what, what aligns for us and what we stand for inside of those communities? Mm -hmm. And are you finding, are you finding now that men are coming forward and wanting to learn to or, or step into leadership in their own lives to create those groups in other areas? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really that those leaders are, are popping up now because there's this, this experience of like new rules and new paradigms and new standards of like that are being thrown at us all, all the time. And then this experience that we're going through right now 
that these warriors are standing up and being like, hey, no, it's my, my turn to lead. It's my time to create community and create tribe around me. Uh, so absolutely, we're seeing a lot of that. And, and those tend to be um, the men that are stepping up to come into these, these types of communities and circles where it's like, okay, there, there may be something that's holding me back from, from fully standing in my leadership and creating what I want for my life. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that draw to come in together with other men with the same desire and, and work through these things together to go back to our families, to go back to our communities and, and be that, that pillar. That's amazing. <clears throat> you mentioned men's work. So what is men's work in your range of what it is that you're up to? <laughs> yeah, I keep coming back to like an intentionality, right? So for me, <laughs> men's work can be anything where it's like a, a group of men with a set intention, with a set container, with a set um, level of confidentiality and, and safety inside of a, a group and there's you know, so many different types of, of work that we can take on. And conversation is a, a beautiful start, an authentic conversation, uh, just going into different practices that we, we, we can take on, uh, primal work, ceremonial practices, different modalities, um, you name it. But for me, it's like men's work is a group of men who have all made a common commitment inside of a, a container or a community uh, to really see one another authentically, mm-hmm. uh, to stand for one another, uh, to call each other out <laughs> when we know we're not living up to that or, or um, not walking that path within that standard or commitment that we've made to ourselves and to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of the, the work was what it comes down to. It's like, what, what, what kind of work can we put in this container to to evolve with one another. What comes up to what, what comes up is trust. So it's creating a place of trust. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a certain amount of time that's put in. And again, it's that vulnerability and it's the confidentiality. It's that safety that you're creating. And and again, that's that's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Once you have that container, then yeah, there's a lot of uh, different practices that we can put in there to to allow the men to see where they're where they're where, where they may be ineffective, um, and be honest with that, and and see where and how they can take responsibility to be more effective inside of that that area of their life, and and have men to see and witness that. Mm-hmm. The trauma work that you do in in all of that, I can see that the trauma can show up in the spaces of circle. And then for the, excuse me, for the clearing and the, uh, the dealing with the trauma, are you doing that on a one-on-one basis and are you doing it face-to-face only or also with distance? Uh, Yeah, all of it for sure. So it depends on what's happening with the, the case or the, the person that we're, that we're taking on. So we've definitely taken on and went deeper on a one-on-one side of things um, breath work has been very, very beautiful for me and a beautiful medicine that we brought into the, the containers. And we do that on a group level or on an individual level. Um, even just movement, um, trauma release techniques with the body. Uh, and combined with that, like really taking on those physical modalities and then coming back into that, that safe container again and, and sharing that. And it all depends on where the, the, 
the man is at inside of that journey, whether that one, he wants a, a confidential one-on-one to, to go to depth, um, but coming in and actually working through a modality as a group and having whatever that might be come to the surface and at least start sharing about it a little bit is a huge, huge step for, for most men and most humans, I would assert, is like allowing that to be a visceral experience through our body, really mm-hmm. feel into what we've experienced whether it be in this lifetime a past lifetime there's lots of uh, wild things that can can happen inside of these these containers so um but allowing that to be experienced and then going from there it's like how can we best move through whatever's been been carried on on, on a trauma perspective and that's mm-hmm. really the intention with the first part of any of the journeys that we go into is is like you said, the men going in and kind of hiding in their cave and and hoping to do the work and make a difference or not, or stuffing whatever it is in back in the cave. That whole first uh, few weeks is just really diving into, well, what's in the cave? And how do we clear the cave out? How do we actually be with all the stuff that's in the cave um, from a, a, a space of truth and bringing that in out, out of the cave and kind of putting it out on the table like okay how do how could we work through through all of this together uh, or individually to to move move through that that trauma and trauma can be anything just kind of putting it out there it's like there doesn't need to be this big massive um uh ordeal that's happened in our past there's small little things like when we're we're little young children we create stories in our head that are very traumatic when it may not have been as traumatic as we've made that story and we've carried the story in our head for decades that have made it this massive um weight or burden that we've we've carried through life mm-hmm. uh so it could be could be anything and it's just really trusting having a space of trust to to be with it and and work through whatever modality works for for a man to to connect with that yeah and with the trauma um the patterns that are created to recognizing the patterns and that one can make a different choice when we recognize it as a pattern. I wanted to bring that up because that it it was, uh, like you said, trauma doesn't have to be a huge thing, but the decision that we made as a child, then we just keep playing it out until we realize or, or we discover or learn that that's a pattern and we created the pattern. And so I, I was seeing, um, even in group, uh, you're probably having some of those massive aha moments. Is there one that stands out that you can share with either for yourself? Cause I, you've done a tremendous amount of deep emotional and, uh, personal development. So maybe something that you could share with us. Yeah. For, for me, self-love has been a huge one. And I feel that really comes down to early, early childhood for sure. Um, and just working through, um, like I, I, my parents separated when I was early and it was sort of like, uh, we're separated and then we're not. And then them doing their best, hundred percent best to, to do whatever they can to ensure that, that me and my, my siblings had a, a great start to their life and they had a, um, a space where they were happy and, and moving forward powerfully for what they want to do. Um, but inside of that, being super young and being very confused of 
what love is and what love look like, looks like. And uh, unfortunately, when we're little, it's like we take on the story of like, well, if mom and dad aren't together anymore, then it must be my fault because we don't really have the emotional or cognitive ability to be like, oh, well, they're dealing with what they're dealing with and this may not be an aligned relationship and they're taking on their traumas and bringing it into that relationship and working through this. It's like, we're not thinking that. We're thinking, okay, mom and dad aren't together anymore. So it's my, it must be my fault. They can only look so many places. If they both loved me, they wouldn't have left me. <laughs> yeah, and how can I fix this? Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's been bringing in, okay, well, I, I don't deserve love. And if something happens in the relationship, then it's obviously my fault. And then I, I have to fix it. Mm. So it's like bringing that in, um, that story into relationship has been very, um, I'd say like destructive in a way, because if, if I'm coming in blaming myself for everything, and then wanting to fix things, then it, it shows up with, with me looking elsewhere a lot. So if, if something's brought to me, I'm creating the story, okay, this is my bad, I'm, you're a bad boy, you, you broke it, now you have to fix it. The, the way to look around is like, okay, well, years of doing that, it's exhausting, so then the wound shows up, then it's like, I don't wanna take responsibility for it. So I'll start looking elsewhere, and like pointing fingers, no, it's this, it's that blaming everything I can to not have to deal with it. Um, so that's been a very powerful trauma and nothing wrong with any of it. Like I love my parents very much and I know they made the decision they had to make it in the time and mm -hmm. just, yeah, all beautiful. Um, but now it's allowed me to sort of work through this lesson at a deep level and deep self-love and to be able to share this story with, with others. Cause I know a lot of people, uh, we, we get into this like self-love pattern or some story we've created when we were young where we don't deserve it. We're not good enough. We're not worthy. And guess what? It shows up uh, in relationship, especially. That's a, such a beautiful mirror and reflection when we get into a, a relationship or, or any friendship. It's like we can only love and contribute into that relationship as deep as we love and contribute to ourselves. So that's it. There's a fine line between... Uh... I'm going to use, so there's responsibility and then there's self-blame. Mm. So there's this line, I think that often gets crossed and responsibility, though it's hard, I think very often, and I don't know, tell me if this is something that you've experienced both internally and what you're seeing is there's a self-blame. So it's that beating oneself up you know, you make yourself wrong, you take ownership of everything. Well, that's not responsibility. What's your thoughts around that? And making yeah, that, that shift, how do you help someone make that shift? Yeah. And, and that's very common too, when you're like, okay, especially when we say, okay, you're hundred percent responsible for your life. Everything that's happened to you, you're hundred percent responsible for, and not saying you're responsible for something traumatic where someone who was hurt, hurt you. Um, not at all. We're not responsible for hurt people hurting us, but where the responsibility comes is holding onto the story. Like, Oh, I'm going to hold onto this story for my whole life and, and use it as like, Oh no, well, this happened to me. So I can't do that. Or this happened to me and I can't do that. Um, that's where we get to take responsibility or to take the responsibility before, for holding on to that 
and not having the compassion or forgiveness for others or for ourselves to move through that. Um, and that's what comes up for me is like, that's where the responsibility and ownership comes mm-hmm. of like, okay, cool. Yeah. I've carried this story and I've used this story inside of this wound to act and show up this way to protect myself. And it hasn't been effective and it may have pushed others out of my life and it may have caused me to be depressed or go within or um, disconnect. So just taking responsibility for, yeah, I, I chose to carry this um, in this way and got this result for my life. And then it's that act of forgiveness, forgiving ourselves for that and forgiving mm-hmm. anybody in that situation to release ourselves from that and uh, allow us to move forward with power and, and more, more effectively to be able to reintegrate and connect with ourselves and with our relationships. That was a beautiful visual and visceral example the choosing to hold on to the story that I've created about that situation, because all of a sudden it takes it, how I saw it was it, it took it out of my body and put it out there for me to see it. And go, Oh, I've been carrying that around. Wow. That's heavy. Just beautiful. Yeah. And then literally it's like the experience of like finding that in our body. We work with that in breath work a lot too. It's like finding using our felt sense to, whatever that story is, mm-hmm. often we can find it in our, in our body over time and, and then have that visceral connection to it and release it. Because often the strains or, or stresses or aches or uh, dis-ease that we're experiencing in our body are stories, stored stories and emotions that we, we've been hanging on to for a long time. So to be able to, to connect from a felt sense and connect to our body again, that's a beautiful thing that um, like I'll take on with men or, or women, whoever that is, but it's like, um, it's such a beautiful thing, especially for men, since we, we do work with, with, with men mostly inside of the, uh, the movement that we're, we're creating with Expansive Warrior. Uh, it's just something that a lot of men have never taken on. Like getting out of our, our minds, we're very masculine and, work off the mind and producing and creating things and moving things forward constantly to be able to reverse that energy and come into our bodies and into like a more feminine energy and connect with, with what's truly there inside of our body. It's a beautiful awakening. Like you just said, it's like creating that visceral experience where we can hang on to it and have have something tangible, especially as men, we're looking for that. Show it to me. <laughs> and then depending on how it is that we learn, I'm visual, visual too. So how mm-hmm. I, I see things in, in my mind's eye. And so the, um, what was, <laughs> okay. I had a bunch of questions. I need to be taking more notes while I'm writing. So I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember that question now. <laughs> it's like this profound, um, We've been in this space, so more from a global, both male and female perspective, where we've been entrained out of our right brain into our left brain, right? So the analytical has really taken over. And so for both men and women, um, it's different work for women uh, to get back into the, the whole 
in, intuitive side of things in the right brain. But both, uh, both of us being entrained, moving everything over here. So if you're, if you are have a tendency to be more right brained, and you're drawn into that space, you lose, you lose such a big piece of yourself, regardless of whether you're male or female. And that connection to higher self. So that visceral experience that you're working on with the breath, taking people out of the mind and back into the body. Do um, you do this work both individually and in group? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because yeah. Yeah, that helps it's, to it's, move it's, the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Just coming back to it, a, a breath. And it's been very powerful in my life and, and moving through and, and being with um, old stories, old emotions, um, and seeing them from a higher perspective. It's very similar to like plant medicine experiences, if any of your listeners have experienced things in, inside of that, that realm. Um, it's like the closest thing that I've found that I can bring to a group or an individual without um, going into, into that container, like very similar experiences can happen. So the way that I, I describe it is, and this is from my experience is like seeing things from a a higher perspective. The breath allows us to, to shut down that cognitive, that, that doing sorting things out the paradigm that this whole planet's working on that masculine paradigm. It's just the the programming that we have now consume and produce and, and do, uh, it shuts that part of the brain off, similar to like a plant medicine experience where we can drop back into our hearts and into our, our bodies to be able to see, like literally see a story or see an emotion or, or feel or um, have a sensation that is new to us, but it allows us to, to be with what's been stored in our bodies for so long. Mm. So yeah, that, whether that's on a group level or an individual level, both are, are incredible. Um, and yeah, it all depends on the depth of experience that we can, we can take on in, inside of the session. But um, yeah, like a, even a, doing a, a set of a set of sessions with an individual is very beautiful. It's like continuing that intention and going deeper with with each each session and experience. Yeah, creating when when you have help, mentorship, when you work in partner as opposed to working alone, like helps to create momentum and breaking through some of those barriers that stop us when we just try and do it on our own. Yeah. So much less effort. So where is the next level of what's that? I just say, I appreciate it too. It's like, it's like always in that, that holding of space. It's like when someone holds space for me and allows me to have those experiences, like I just always, that's what always inspires me to go in and learn this stuff. It's like, having a, a great space created and be able to, to, to dive deeper into myself. It's been uh, yeah, something of uh, immense appreciation and gratitude for the people that have, have done it for me as well. So having coaching and mentoring mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. I think it's, it's incredibly important to, to do it on, on your own is uh, I don't know if you can get to the same level without having partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wonder about that. So what is 
you've come to this place, you're, you've created this uh, incredible journey for men to support and help the transformation of the planet as far as I'm concerned. So what's the next level of the vision that you have for your life? The next level of juicy, we like to call it here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, a, and always coming into these, like this transition uh, right now, as we're having this conversation, it's in December. So the new year's coming up and the holidays coming up. Uh, and it's always like sitting down with our team and it's like, what is that next level that we, we, we want to create and move forward. So, um, for me, it's really seeing, uh, tightening up a community and really growing it at a, at a global level. Um, uh, so playing that game at a, at a global level and moving this, this conversation forward, uh, powerfully. So creating a, an online community and a beautiful like membership and space and offering all the tools and, and conversations that we have out there at a, at a global level. Uh, we do have some retreats and, and some live experiences planned for this year. So for me, I'm really envisioning uh, having these retreat spaces. Um, me and my partner as well, too. Like her and I are really in that same um, intention. And I know you are as well, too, in conversations that we've had. Like, how do we create these physical centers and spaces to, to share this work? Um, and for me, what's alive right now too, is creating it, um, having a masculine and a, a feminine experience as well too. So my partner and I are also creating that, like, what does that look like and how can we combine both and, and bring, uh, these individual, uh, energies and, and containers together and, and create a beautiful offering as well. So that's in the in the works. So we're going to be unfolding that in, in this first quarter, and then seeing what kind of magic we can create around that. Uh, so definitely open for conversations and in, in moving that forward. So, so that's that's what we see. So glowing thing, growing things uh, online at a global level, uh, creating some beautiful online experiences, and curating some some spaces as well too to continue this work and continue the path, and and um, yeah, continuing our online. Uh, groups as well too and we, we understand that that's a it's it's very effective and it's a beautiful way to to uh to share this work globally and 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 for us it's been a beautiful experience of like the men going through this work um we now have men stepping up to host their own circles as well too so they've been through the programs they've been through some guidance they've really done the work and now they've sat in on other containers they've sat in on programs um with that intention to be able to take this to, to their communities and hold online circles as well. So we're really seeing that ripple effect happening now where those leaders are uh, showing up inside of our, our community and our movement as well. So that excites me. That's fabulous. Mm. That sounds wonderful. And on a personal note, next vision and juicy for your life, you've had some very marvelous things happen over the last few years and that's led you to a new place now. And uh, I, I know you mentioned some business, some business things with your, with your new partner. And uh, is there anything that you'd like to share about that? That could also be inspiring or helpful, helpful for um, other people out there because you have gone through a, a big journey in your life. So. So personal side right now, for me, what's really alive right now is uh, creating freedom for my family as well, too. So being in a situation now, like moving um, businesses forward and moving these projects forward to be able to, to 
approach my parents and be like, Hey, like work is not required anymore. Like what, what actually lights you up and we're in those conversations now, which is, which is amazing. Uh, so that excites me for this year going forward and, and creating whatever that dream home or, or life looks like with them. Uh, it excites me. So we're actually, um, my partner and I are in that same conversation with like her mom, my mom, uh, my dad, like all this, like it's like, what can we create moving forward? So that's really in, inspiring for me. Uh, on the personal side, it's, it's, it's like, I love Costa Rica. We're in Costa Rica right now too, but it's like, it's feeling out some other areas on the, on the planet as well too. Uh, so heading to Europe, uh, doing a little bit of traveling and seeing where these centers um, can be set up and, and where we can, yeah, create some co-creative containers with the community as well too. So mm. uh, in that, that visualization conversation right now too. Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd say those are the two main things. So freedom of family, uh, co-creating in this relationship and co-creating with uh, communities not only here, but globally and, and uh, traveling. And so then, one and, country I think you have in mind is Bulgaria. <laughs> we, we will be in Bulgaria, yes. <laughs> and and so Spain, and, and where, Spain, Spain as well, too. Spain? Uh, okay, good. Anywhere yeah. else? Yeah. Uh, well, Egypt oh. is on, on the docket for this year. Um, I'm going to be in California this year as well, too. So doing a, a vision quest out there. Lots of uh, beautiful things happening this year. Fabulous. Sounds like a very exciting year. Yeah. So if you could share something with the listeners uh, about what it is that you are, cons- that, that you basically a daily practice that you implement into your life to help you move more powerfully into your day and into your life. The most impactful one that i can can bring into the the conversation is is gratitude so i do a a written gratitude practice every morning with breath so breathing taking time to breathe be present and find gratitude every morning and starting in the day with within that vibration and with that focus of like what what am i grateful for and what can I be grateful for in the future? So what am I grateful for and what can I be grateful for in the future? Yeah. What is it that I'm creating and, and being in a space of gratitude as it's already done. Mm. That's been a very powerful practice that I would offer and invite anyone to take on. That's beautiful. Awesome. Well, David, I just want to thank you so much for being here and taking the time and sharing your heart and your vision and your love. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. So I just thank you so much. It really means a lot to me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And thank you for all those things as well, too. So your vision and your heart and your light. And I know that's the whole intention behind this, this mm-hmm. conversation that you've created in this container. So I really see you for that and acknowledge you for continuing and, and creating these conversations with it, the hopes to inspire others. And, and uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Yeah, it is. 
Thank you, listeners. Thank you all for being here. And I hope you were taking notes. And if you weren't, hey, you can always have another listen. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time out of your busy days. And I want you to remember something really awesome. You are a miracle. Have an incredible day.